This show is funded by listeners. To get involved and to get this show early every single week, head over to patreon.com slash okbeast. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to episode 190 of the OKBs OK podcast, a weekly show where we get together to talk about the biggest topics in video games and nerd culture. Uh, today, we're going to be covering What the Golf, Risk of Rain 2, a little bit of Minecraft Dungeons, um, and uh, a bunch of other news like League of Legends, uh, Wild Rift on mobile, and our PlayStation 5 event predictions. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and this week, I'm joined by my stepdad, the man who's married to my mother, Brandon Wilson. What is going on, Brandon? Hello, Al. Hey, it's good to be back on the on the podcast saddle. We took a week <laughs> off uh, just to uh, to kind of take a break for our mental health. It's been a crazy, uh, it's been a wild, I should say, few months. And uh, yeah, I just need a little bit of a break. So if you're out there, maybe you're a fellow creator, you're feeling tired, don't be afraid to uh, to take a week off. It uh, it definitely helped me out and uh, allowed me to kind of take a look, take stock of everything I've got going on and, uh, you know, just do a self-check-in. Uh, but we are also joined by Ian Preschel. What is going on, Ian? I like how you used Brandon to be like, I'm so excited to be back. Hey, Brandon, my mental health is not good. Hey, Ian, what are you trying <laughs> to say, bro? What are you trying to imply here with this message? Oh, man. Here? Oh, man. It was a subtle transition. Yeah, well, very, very to subtle. The, What's to up, the y'all? podcast sad boy. Hi, my name is Ian Preschel. I'm sad. And Speaking of sad, welcome <laughs> to the show. Hi. <laughs> Hi, welcome to OKB's podcast. Uh, my brain is Swiss cheese. Hello, my name is Ian Preschel. How are you? Good. Uh, what, what What do you think? Do you think there's like Havarti cheese brain? Is that a thing? Like you just like, or like a, a warm <laughs> brie, like you just smear it on toast? Like that's uh, my no, brain. My, is that, my, my is, brain is, is like smooth the brain, shitty. No. Is smooth brain just warmed up Gouda? No. Brain? Dude, you know I'm going to tell you right now. My brain is fucking 50 cent Velveeta, man. I ain't got nothing going on up here. Hey, don't hate on Velveeta, dude. I had it recently and uh, I was reminded why it's the king of cheeses. You know what I mean? Is it? I mean, in certain certain places, I would say <laughs> in certain places. I think North uh, Carolina. I feel like Velveeta has a pretty big following. Ah, of course. Virginia. My grandmother. She loves the Velveeta. You know, I'm hating on I'm hating on Velveeta, bro. But let's be honest with each other here. Cheese is cheese. Yep, it's great. There you go. Uh, anyways, this is not a cheese podcast. It is a cheesy podcast. Uh, but uh, this is the OKB's OK podcast. We're here to talk about video games. Uh, and, uh, let's get into what we've been playing this week, guys. Let's get into the what's up section. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to jump into it. I've been playing, I got a review code for this. Um, I, I got it originally on the Apple arcade, um, when the game launched there and, um, yeah, I've been playing what the golf on the Nintendo switch. Um, and do you have, do you guys know what this game is? Have you heard of it? Ian Brandon, what the golf I've heard, I've heard of it. I've seen screenshots. Okay, so I think I've I think I've come. I thought I was totally original in my description of the game. Then I looked up a couple reviews of it, and everyone else calls it this. So I guess I'm not original at all, but I am accurate. Um, it is a WarioWare style golf game, um, and so the main mechanic of the game. Keep in mind, this was originally created for mobile devices, and so um, 
when you played it on mobile, you'll kind of pull your finger back and and kind of fling the ball around, you know, fill up a meter as you like drew your hand back on the screen and then that would give the ball momentum. You'd aim and you'd get, you know, you'd hit uh par and go for the greens, all that. Um, and so that is the base mechanic, but it turns out like this game is like super weird. So the first level you start off like playing a regular golf game and then kind of like after every hole, there's like some, some text that pops up. So the very first one, like you'll, I don't remember exactly what it is, but like essentially you, you hit this, this golf into the, this golf ball into the hole and it says hole in one or whatever. And then it, it goes to the next screen uh, and, and when you pull back the ball, instead of the ball going forward, the golfer flies forward. Um, and it kind of sets up the joke that like, um, you know, yeah, you're playing a golf game, but it, it is an absurdist golf game. And so you are, you are, you know, sure you're throwing around golf balls and stuff, but you're throwing down all sorts of objects and they all have different physics to them. Um, you play as at one point early in the game, you play as the spider ball, And the golf ball has like Spider-Man web weaving powers where you're playing like a cliffhanger game where you're like flicking, flicking your finger and the golf ball is like shooting out like grappling hooks. It's, it's like all these mini games that the only, the only way they're tied together is through the theme of golf. They're all wildly different. Um, And so this is, I would say hardly a golf game. It, I mean, it's, it's certainly, you know, you know, traditional like golf mechanics certainly apply. And that's like the lens from which, all of the jokes are derived, but it is, it is a WarioWare game. You're playing hundreds of different mini games. Um, it's full of really funny writing. And at first I kind of like, didn't at first I liked it, but then it, but then I was like sort of getting, it was getting a little long in the tooth. Like after like the first boss fight and I was like, is this game like, does it even have its own identity? You know, I was like, this is so strange. Like it's just like making fun of stuff. But then you slowly, slowly start to see it build and build on the jokes and the gameplay. Um, and it, it's a really cool game. I, I really like it. Um, and so you, you're playing through these golf mini games. But what connects all of these mini games is this um, overworld. And the overworld is this golf themed science lab. And the uh, one of the one of the like early computer screens you go up to these scientists are like, uh, you know, you read the computer screen and it says like golf is super boring. Let's try to fix it, you know? And that's kind of like the theme that the game runs with. And so, yeah, it's just full of like all of these golf mini games that are wild. You know, like I said, there's spider ball. Um, there's one where I just played and I really enjoyed it. I, you're playing in space and everything's low gravity. except you're like shooting balls across planets and every, each of the planets have its own gravitational pull. And so you can't just like straight shoot the golf ball across to the flag. You have to like consider like gravitational pull and like the orbit of the planets and the moons. And it's, it's a really cool game. Um, and I think it's only what, like 15 bucks. Let me look it up. It's a, it's, it's included in Apple arcade. If you have an iOS device. Ooh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what the golf, um, just came out. It's on the switch. I'm checking the price right now. Um, the price is, Oh, it says downloaded. It doesn't tell me the price. It's like 15, 20 bucks. Um, I think it's 20 bucks. I, I remember I remember looking at it in the store. Yeah, and I think it's on like the Epic Game Store. Um, but the description of the game, like they say, the golf game for people who hate golf, a silly physics-based golf parody. This game is made by people who know nothing about golf, and it will not make you a better golf player. That's the description of the game. And that's kind of like the, 
the humor it tries to go for. You know, it's it's witty at times. It, it's funny. It's cute. Um, and uh, I'm having a, I'm having a good time with it. There's one of my favorite moments was uh, you're playing a golf ball in a soccer stadium. And not only are you trying to get to the the flag to get the hole in one or whatever, uh, or just to, like get the hole to hit par, but you're also dodging like soccer players who are like trying to kick you off the map like a soccer ball. Um, it, it's it's wild. At one point you're like driving a car. Um, at one point the golf ball is a couch that you're rolling around. It's it's very stupid, um, but it's a lot of fun and it's kind of bringing. You say the me, golf ball is a couch. Yes, uh, like it, it's it's very stupid. Um, but it's kind of bringing me joy, uh, in the dark times that we live in and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I might do, I might do a review on it or something. We'll see, uh, like a video review I've been thinking. Cause I, I just want to, it's such a weird game to talk about. I feel like I want to show people, you know what I mean? Um, what it looks like at one point, I believe I haven't gotten to this part in the game, but based on screenshots, there's like, um, there's like a train robbing sequence or like where, you're like hopping on the top of train cars. They remade. I did just play a level where, or a, um, a series of levels where they're making fun of like Mario games. And so the golf ball Mario games. Okay. Is like, you're playing a platformer with a golf ball and then they recreated, um, like the original donkey Kong level with the, the red, um, construction beams and the barrels. It's up to like a golf ball. It's, it's very stupid. Um, but, uh, I'm enjoying it. So, I think you guys should, I think you guys would enjoy it. Even if you just get it on your mobile device, I've played through a lot of it on my phone uh, and, and really enjoyed it back when it launched in, I think it was like I, October. Um, but yeah, what the golf, very fun. It seems uh, like there's yeah, like a but, billion absurdist golf games now. Like uh, yeah. 10, 10 people at the same time were like, you know what's boring as fuck? Golf. You know what's wild? <laughs> Drugs. You know what we should do? Those. And then made a bunch Make of games, games at the same become time. Become game developers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of golf games just in general, because I mean, for me, like I've dabbled in very much dabbled, just dabbled in like uh, game engines. And there's a lot of tutorials on, you know, like how to make a golf game, how to make a Candy Crush clone, like on YouTube or Udemy, how to make, you know, insert how to make Tetris. Like there's all of these like sort of, uh, you know, tutorials that are derived from like classic mechanics. And I feel like golf games are simple in, in nature. You know, there's usually a few different mechanics. And in this case, um, you know, they, they obviously take it to a new level, but I feel like golf games in general are subject to a lot of, um, you know, saturation because of like the nature of, you know, golf being slow. It's kind of like, I'm not saying these people are new at new at game development. I just I'm talking about golf games in general. I see a lot of like 99 cent golf games, you know, on the switch mm. on, on mobile. Um, I've certainly thought about making a golf game at one point. You hear me um, out. I'll uh, give you the I'll give you the pitch right now for the perfect golf game. Speed golf, okay. you know, like with with um like speed chess where you have like a certain number of seconds to do a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So as the so it's a golf game. And let's say that the like. You know how the first shot in like Mario Golf is always halfway, right? Yeah. So what if like the first shot in this game, in the speed golf game, um, is uh, we'll call it go, go golf. Because the first shot is 10 seconds long for you to line up the shot, the wind, whatever. Then it cuts in half every single time. 
Oh, that could be fun. I'm saying, I'm saying we got an idea. It's a billion dollar. There idea. is a golf racing game I played one time on the what? mobile. It's How? like a golf game, but they had a separate mode where it's like first person to get into the hole wins. No matter, you can do as many strokes as you want. If you make it to the hole first, you win and you like get transported to the next level. Um, but yeah, I like that idea. I, I think I've, de- I've decided if I'm going to make a game, I want to make my first game will be an experiment trying to remake a Hydro Thunder type game, a boat game, boat racing game, boat game. I, and it would, and it would have like a neon synth retro soundtrack. I'd be down It'd for be that. very cool. I feel like that would be fun to make. You know what I mean? You, 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 you learn a lot boats. about game dev. I'm sure you get to make a cool soundtrack. I feel like I, that's gotta be a project I do at some point. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a golf cool. game. Maybe it'll be a golf game, you know, with a neon synth soundtrack. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, Ian, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been no, playing. Nowhere. I've nothing. Been, I've been playing uh, a bunch of different things, man. Uh, I finished nice. Final Fantasy VII in its entirety. I don't know if I mentioned it last time we got together. Um, but yeah, You were nearing it. the end, I think. Yeah, I was in the last session. Um, and it was wild. So I'm streaming. I asked it. you about kissing Sephiroth, I think. Yeah. And you, at the very end, you kiss him. It's crazy. I got the secret ending. No. Um, fuck that dude. <laughs> I, I destroyed him. <laughs> um, so a couple things, I guess of note. Uh, so I'm streaming that, or I was streaming that game over on twitch.tv slash Ian. Why not? Um, and now I'm trying to figure out what the next game that I'm going to play is, but it's weird because I've never finished a game on stream before. Um, and the entire, you know, scenario is just very odd just because, you know, like you play a game at, like every stream, right? And it's like this collective experience and then you finish it. You're like, damn, we did this thing together. Like what? Like we finished it together. Wow. Great. Um, and it's just a surreal experience. And I, I totally recommend anyone who's into streaming is to do like a long form RPG because it, it hit different. You know what I mean? It's, it was weird. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is I finally get it. I know why people love final fantasy seven so much. Um, I'm a believer. Um, cut to that. Bel- believer? Song. I'm believer? definitely not a believer. If I saw that dude in real life, I'd punch him in the fucking throat. Why? Um, He's cool. Now. I thought Justin Bieber cool sucks, dude. Really? <laughs> like, I thought he was cool now. Nah, dude. After that first song where he had the bowl cut saying baby, baby or whatever, dude's been on fucking. Oh, bro. I, listen, he's, he's, he's a changed man. He put out. Sorry. Absolutely. He's not, sorry, bro. Dude. Bro, you can make sorry. a, you can make a good banger and be a piece of a piece of shit. So yeah, Justin Bieber, you're on my hit list, bro. Um, anywho, bro, he was on. like 16 when that, when that, that song came out. I bet I, mean? I beat a 16 year old, 16 year old <laughs> ass now as a 28 year old man, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Holy cow. Has it been that long? Really? I don't fucking know, Jeez, bro. Dude. I don't fucking know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I get it about Final Fantasy VII. Speaking about uh, people who are born to play the villain with Justin Bieber, Sephiroth, someone who, like, it, it, from the very beginning of the game, like, is set up to be this crazy villain, and, like, you never directly interact with him, pretty much, for the entire game. Like, it was crazy to finally get to the end of the game, and, like, oh, my God, and just fucking beat his ass you know what i mean like it felt so good like it was this cathartic moment of like this guy's been dodging us the whole game we've been tracking this dude down the whole game finally we're at the mm. end of the game and like you like crack your knuckles you're like all right you fucking motherfucker let's do it and then oh you know as is the case with every rpg i spent like 10 hours by myself off stream like 
just grinding and farming and i was like 10 levels above everything um and we just decimated him like it wasn't even fair <laughs> like it was great um and yeah i highly recommend it anybody go play final fantasy 7 modded uh go check out the seventh heaven mod loader totally recommend it and you know go watch watch me on twitch.tv slash and why not um and yeah so then after uh finishing that um the stream afterwards played a couple of other games because uh, again we were kind of searching for a game to like vibe and hang out with before we go to the next big um, single player game and we played uh, some Minecraft Dungeons which just recently came out which is pretty rad and um, downloaded I'm, that today I'm excited yeah it's it's something it's it's interesting um, I so I have mixed feelings about it I really like it conceptually and I like it in the beginning um, and. Sorry for yawning. I've been getting like two hours of sleep a night, man. I've been going nuts over here. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's because I'm playing so much Minecraft Dungeons. You know what I mean? I'm in the dungeon <laughs> every day. Wake up, grind it out. I only see cubes now. That's why I can't sleep. Um, no. So, but yeah, Minecraft Dungeons, it's like fun, but it has that like mindless quality to it where like it's not hard. It's not difficult. Like you're exploring this semi open world or not open world, like these instanced dungeons and they're fun and it's cool um but it's definitely yeah. got like that arcade quality to it where like you know it's not super consequential like it's just there um you know if you had a bunch of people playing together with you that might adjust the difficulty and, and it might um shift your experience i think but at least for right now um it, i would give it like a solid six out of ten if i was like reviewing it air quotes or whatever um, it's fun, but like where I'm at in the game, I'm not like getting tons and tons of engagement from it. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, a game that I'm getting tons of engagement from, like tons of like, um, like not engagement, like with social media. I mean, like I am engaged with the media itself. Um, yeah. Uh, is Enter the Gungeon, uh, which came out with its final update, like I think a month or two ago or maybe even three months at this point. Time is a flat circle, you know. Um, I feel like that's yeah. the that's one of the big games where I feel as far as indie games go, mm-hmm. um, but get just games in general too. I feel like that's a huge blind spot for me. Really, that I think I would actually love. Dude, I feel like I would love that game. I think. Well, I mean, here's the thing about you, Alex, is that I feel like your taste and my taste is very different. Um, I like it for a certain reason, but I feel like you might also like it for the completely other reasons. I really love like systems. You know, that's why I'm loving Risk of Rain too, which we'll get to in a second. Ooh. But I just feel like that game has so many like upgrades and they all like mm. weave together. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like I would really like that game. But yeah. I mean, why, yeah. Do you, why are you enjoying it? It's I, I love it cause it's so stupid. Um, <laughs> in, in like the best possible way, like, you know, with, with how things are in the world, right. Um, like it, it's, it's good to just find some, like just some joy. You know what I mean? Um, and like that game has like, you're a dude, um, you're a dude, shoot or a lady or whatever character you are um you have these guns and you're shooting sentient bullets that have like cute cartoony faces on them um and like there are demon grenades and stuff like that and like it doesn't it it doesn't shy away from the fact that it is dumb and like that's what i love about it like it's it's just a good wholesome fun time um and the guns they use are stupid in the best possible way the bosses that you fight are so goofy and silly and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's like just wholesome fun times, um, which I'm, I'm really needing, you know what I mean? So yeah. Brandon, I feel like you would, 
I feel like you would enjoy this sort of game. It's on Switch too. Um, because it's run based, and I know like lately you haven't had um, you know, a ton of time in the world to play games. Oh, we're I feel like you would, enter the gungeon? Yeah, enter the gungeon. I feel like you would I've heard get a lot a, about it. I I don't I don't know specifically a lot about it though. That or even Risk of Rain 2, I think you would enjoy. Um both of them are like run based. So like you're playing, you know, as long as you really as long as you can survive, but it's those kind of games like where you can do a run and since it's a rogue light, like every time you die, you're making progress towards the goal. Uh, even like dead cells, I think you would enjoy, but specifically enter the gungeon. I think it has like a, from what I've heard, like I've, I, I've never played it, but I, I know a decent amount about it. Um, and Ian can probably confirm these things, but I feel like it's, it applies to like, I think a lot of, um, you know, people who are more seasoned, as, seasoned as gamers, um, enjoy it. Um, for like it's retro sensibilities. I think there's a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of callbacks to like classic games, um, that a lot of people grew up with. Um, mm. but yeah, I think we, I think there's something from that game that a lot of us can enjoy. And I want to bring this up to you guys Uh-oh. live, live on air. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. What if, what if we did a, a video game book club sometime on this show where we mm-hmm. all picked a game and we're like, Hey, the three of us are going to play through this. People in the audience can play through it. We'll pick a date on that episode. We'll talk about it um, and share our experiences. Even if we don't beat it, you know, we just sit down and talk about it. You know what I mean? I think that'd be fun. Sure. And Enter the Sounds Gungeon should be the first one. Sounds interesting. All right. Sounds interesting. <laughs> Sounds um, interesting. Um, but yeah, well, I'm glad you're enjoying Enter the Gungeon, Ian. What are you, what are you playing it on? PC? I'm or? playing it on PC. Um, I think I'm playing it on, uh, it's actually on Xbox Game Pass right now, which is where I was actually playing really? Minecraft Dungeons and um, Enter the Gungeon. Did yeah. I say Minecraft Gungeons? Am I, I think I'm just seeing the cubes. That's the crossover. <laughs> Minecraft is all, they do the crossover with Marvel. They oh, got it with Halo. Oh. That's the next one, actually. Of course, of course, of course. Enter and the Minecraft of, Gungeon. Enter the Minecraft Gungeons. I mean, that's not even that bad of a name. Um, but uh, here's the thing, too. Uh, speaking of Minecraft, and then I have nothing, like, what's the word? Like, uh, elevating to say about it. I did get it back into Minecraft for, like, a solid eight hours the other day. So I am <laughs> in the cube world. I've returned from whence I came back to the cubes. And in the cubes, I shall remain. That is my saying for the day. Well, dope. Um, lastly, um, I've been playing Risk of Rain 2, um, which is that's a game that I think I've, I've I've wanted to play for a long time. I've seen Ian started playing it. Uh, I said last show I actually bought it, but didn't have anybody to play with. So I returned it, but I got it again um, playing with my my best friend from back home, Zach Been playing with Ian um, and uh I'm I'm falling in love with that game. Holy cow! So it's an easy game to like, man. It's an easy game to like. It is a roguelite. So, uh, or no, is it a roguelike? I don't. I don't know, know the term. Um, I don't know if there's like prog- uh, roguelite is there's progression in your deaths. Roguelike is I mean, you just die and there are uh, is there a progression that tiles? There's progression insofar as like you get new characters and shit, but like. And then aren't there new items that unlock? Like if you find them in one run, you unlock them in your next run. Maybe, yeah. You unlock a a chance for them to drop in your next run, I think. Mm. Um, So I guess that is a roguelite. But anyways, um, really been enjoying that game. I've probably played, you know, five hours since I grabbed it a few days ago. So not too far in, but um, I'm like itching to keep playing it. I've unlocked five characters. So I've got, I, I don't know how many there are, but there's the base commando. 
I've got the sword samurai guy who is Ooh. Buck Wild. Um, so for people who aren't aware, uh, Risk of Rain, you pick a character. There's different classes, and I think you can like change their loadouts and stuff once you unlock stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's like a challenge system, then, essentially. Yeah, and then you drop down onto this planet, and uh, I can't tell if it's procedurally generated in some way. I, I think it is. No, in some I ways, don't. But I don't think it is. I think it's it's the we're, well, it's procedurally the generated enemies so are, far right? as like the things that that like fall essentially spawn. Yeah, like the but items. it's like these these uh, worlds that you're dropping through, and the goal is to like get to this teleporter. Um, on the map and once you activate first of all you have to fight your way there as you kill enemies you unlock gold which um, there's like treasure scattered around the world Um, and in order to open the treasure boxes or like to revive drones um, you have to pay money to pay the money you get from killing enemies to unlock new equipment and stuff and so you're building out your character and all the drops are random but there's some stations like you can choose between a few different uh, abilities to unlock and so like you can kind of specialize and customize your character based on like y- your play preference um and so you're going around killing enemies um that are randomly spawning and the entire time the more you play the more the the timer ticks upward mm. um the harder the difficulty gets so you know one minute in you're on easy i don't know i'm just throwing out numbers here 10 minutes in you're on medium so on and so forth um and as the the difficult difficulty goes up uh enemies get harder to kill and different kinds of enemies spawn and more enemies spawn and so you are running through this world killing things getting money upgrading your character with these this random equipment that drops um and then at the end of every level is a teleporter and you go and also it's it's uh like once you die each level is kind of like its own round so once you die in the level the only way you can come back is if your friend goes to this teleporter activates the teleporter which summons a giant boss fight if you beat the boss fight number one you get more more equipment more perks um and number two if you go through the teleporter after you beat the boss you can revive your team and it takes you to the next level which is you know a different area um and ian was the first person to to show me how to play this and he's a very good coach party particles man yeah look for the party party particles dude uh and ian like you were i was blown away i still haven't unlocked the character you were playing who was the engineer Mm -hmm. but how many drones did you have at one point like you had oh yeah yeah so that's kind of the uh the challenge situation we were talking about earlier is that you know when you play these characters you know kind of like how the like original idea of achievements was like it's supposed to manipulate your behavior to act differently than like what you normally would um Mm -hmm. so the achievement system in this game essentially will tell you to do certain things based on the character you're using. And if you do that, it unlocks a different version of your primary skills. Um, And I don't know if you mentioned it specifically, Alex, but like the skills you have are, you know, very Overwatch adjacent where you have like, you know, a Q, a W, an E, an R, or like a, you know, like we have four or three basic abilities and then like one air quotes ultimate ability that is more powerful than the rest. Um, so I was playing the engineer, the engineer's whole thing is that they are very defensive. You know, they have these two turrets, they have a bubble shield and they have these, uh, trip mines. Um, and the achievement that I got or that I wanted to get when I was playing with Alex is you had to have 12 active turrets or like machines and, you know, across tons of different maps are like these broken robots that you can kind of spend money uh, that you earn from killing people to revive. Uh, and I had over 12 and then it, it gave me an upgrade or a different version of my, um, of my current turrets, which are like these little spider turrets that follow me around and have laser beams and stuff. And it's very, very cute. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a fucking great game. Everyone should go play it. 
It's great. The end. Um, but that's what we've been playing this week. Brandon, you looking forward to playing anything in the coming weeks? Anything in particular that's got your your mind's eye? Oh, well, I desperately want to. I desperately want to go back and finish um, Death Stranding. Mm, mm. That's a good one. Um, I've been thinking about picking so that up myself. Yeah, I still haven't. I still haven't got back to that. Unfortunately, you made it pretty um, far though, didn't you? Uh, I think I'm at the end of chapter three. I think. And okay. what I understand is at the end, like I'm right at the part where things start to speed up and like the chapters go much quicker after that. Mm. Um, so the, I think the first three or four chapters are kind of slow. And then things like there's a couple chapters that I think are like 90 percent cutscene or something. Just tidbits that I've heard here and there. Um, other than that, uh, I am incredibly stoked for uh ghost of tsushima so mm. I'm, I'm gonna be biding my time until we get to that level and i've been thinking about possibly reinstalling no man's sky just so i can check out the mechs and stuff like that no Ooh, that'd be cool. um, there was something else on my list too and i can't i can't for the life of me remember that's well, what happens uh, when you get old there fellas. brandon did you hear that Nomansky is coming to game pass I, I, yep, I certainly heard that, and I would definitely encourage anybody that is even remotely into uh, exploration games. Not, not it, like you don't necessarily have to be deeply involved in space games, but um, just exploration and and building and and I just that that game has so much now. Like it started with so little, and now it has. I almost feel like it has too much. Like they should have, at some point they should have broke it off and made something else. Um, it's like, it's but, like the hollow Knight thing where uh, it's like, stop, stop making content. Stop it. There's, I only paid for one game, not 10, please stop. Yeah. They've, they've completely outdone themselves. So I think they've far and away, they've surpassed uh, anything that, that most people were like imagining from the beginning. So, um, I'm looking yeah, at your, I followed you on GG, I, Brandon. The GG app. Uh, I, I yeah. followed you. I'm looking at your uh-huh. one to play list, uh-huh. and I very much agree with a lot of it. Ghost Runner. By the way, I played the yep. demo for that on Steam. Wild Man Eater. You have on your list. Man Eater. That's, the, that's the one. I thought the that was going to be that's the one. That's yeah. the one that I was that I was trying to remember. So I like I've been on the verge of purchasing that over the last like basically since it launched. I've been on the verge of purchasing that, and I just I haven't. I haven't made the leap yet because uh, I've just been finishing some stuff up around the house. So, uh, and I've been Man, doing a lot of stuff like out and about. Like I've been kayaking and biking and all sorts of stuff that's really really cool. And I need to, I need to, um, I need to somehow mix in some video game time in there. Are you a gym rat now, Brandon? <laughs> Not, I mean, if out if outdoors is considered a gym, then then maybe. Quick, what's your favorite flavor of whey protein? Quick, what's your all, favorite gamer candy? All of them. What about G Fuel? Do you love G Fuel? Yes or no? Blink twice if you don't like G Fuel. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm, I I, I want to play Man Eater too. Um, I kind of forgot about that game. I know I don't know how I forgot because everybody's talking about it. Um, but I'm like also scared of sharks, so I'm like, do I play this? But maybe it'll help me understand my fears more. You know what I mean? If I become yeah, the shark. I think this week I may be finally making the leap. Diving in. 
<laughs> you like that, didn't you? Wow, <laughs> wow, really? Hey, really hey, biting Brandon, through the Brandon, competition. Favor, with this real game. quick, can you be a favor? Delete your account. Delete every account <laughs> you own right now. <laughs> Leave. Get out of here, bro. Jump out the window. No, don't do that. Ooh, I just want you to be happy and delete Twitter. That's what I'm trying to help you out. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to help. Man, this game looks wild and holy cow. Yeah, dude, man eater looks nuts. Like I'm, I was watching. Um, you know, you can get armor for your shark. Yeah, man, you get like mutations and things like that. I was watching the homie Snow Miguel Bigel. Uh, he was uh, playing yes. that game on his stream, Twitch.tv/SnowBikeMichael or Snowbike Mike. Wow, the nicknames are just becoming reality now. Um, but yeah, he, the, the stuff you do in the game is pretty nuts. I'm not going to lie. Evolve into a legend, eat humans and wildlife to grow your shark and find shark loot to evolve your shark down multiple possible paths. Okay. Maybe I need to play this. It's you're it's, saying my shark starts small and it's gets a shark big. RPG. Alex, it's don't you shark. hate deep water? I do. But if I'm the predator, everything's Okay. <laughs> I hate everything, but if I'm the bully, then I win. <laughs> like what I'm afraid of is the thing I'm controlling. You know what I mean? That's a metaphor. I like that. That's great. I am in control when I control the man eater. And if you're telling eater. me I start off as a tiny baby shark and grow big, I don't know if that's what happens in the game, but that's what I'm deriving from the description. <laughs> that's of the not game. the truth. But if it, but if I want it to be true, you're telling me I start off as a baby shark coming out of, of the spawn. Shark, do, do, Babies, do, 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 sharks baby like pee shark, out sharks, do, do, right? Do, 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 when they're born, right? Shark. There's not a shark egg. They're not. They're not, not marsupials. They're not. No, what is, no marsupials me, are carrying me what the a shark egg is right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know how like goose or mm -hmm. geese. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know how multiple goose lay egg. Um, <laughs> You know how multiple goose lay egg <laughs> inside oh of that. Oh my god, my my brain is leaking out of my eardrums, dude. Oh my god. Inside of that is a goose, a baby goose, but across the pond somewhere lurking in the dark oh is a pregnant shark. You know what sharks love? <laughs> baby goose. All right. Yep. Now you can you can in this game you can there's a unique story. There's diverse combat. Mm -hmm. You can evolve into a legend and explore the Gulf. <laughs> mm -hmm. Seven large regions, including the bayous of the Gulf Coast, the bayou. resort beaches, industrial docks, the open ocean, and more. This sounds like a game for me. Alex loves the so. bayou. Oh my gosh, it's forty dollars. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe mm. I won't be playing this game until I, I think it might money. be coming to Game Pass actually. Oh, in that eventually, case, yeah. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's not right now, but I think it's well. Going everything's to. coming to Game Pass eventually, Ian. No, I'm Ian's saying I saw something. I, maybe everything. I dreamt it. I've been having lots of weird dreams recently, um, mm. but I think that I might have seen into the future, and I saw that Man Eater is coming to the Gone Passe. Interesting. Well, I'm going to check it out regardless. Um, yeah, it looks fun. But uh, let's get into um, the next topic, which is the news. But before that. We've got announcements. Of course, if you enjoy this show, you want to get it early every single week and support us in the process, head over to patreon.com slash okbeast and uh, subscribe at $3 a month and you get the show early every week. Uh, and if you want merch, head over to okbeast.com slash store uh, and you can rep the okbeast um, podcast on a shirt. Um, don't forget support uh, the... Uh, actually, here we go. Forgot about this. 
Didn't forget. I just said it wrong and I was trying to recover. Uh, support a creator code. Uh, if you use our support a creator code during the month of May, uh, May is almost up. Um, actually, it might be when is when is May 31st? Uh, okay, so if you're listening to some Patreon, uh, make sure to use the support a creator code OKBeastNow in the Fortnite item shop in Epic Game Store, and we will donate all that money that we receive from our affiliate code uh, to COVID 19 relief efforts. Thank you, everybody who's already donated. Um, I have not checked to see the latest number at where we're at, but I know people have been using it, uh, so we appreciate it. And uh, all that money um, that comes from that for free, um, no additional cost to you, goes to um, helping other people. So check that out. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, uh, follow us on Twitch, all that fun stuff. I'm at It's Van Aken. Uh, Ian is at Ian Why Not. And Brandon is at Rebel Red 6, all spelled out. Of course, uh, follow OKBeast okay uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, all that fun stuff, uh, at OKBeastNow. Okay uh, and review, subscribe to the show on iTunes. I haven't actually checked the reviews in a minute, so we're going to pull them up. If we have any new reviews, live um, on air. we will be sure live on air. It's going to be really embarrassing if we don't have any new ones, which <laughs> we might not. But you know what? That's okay, because we've already got almost, I think we have like 70 plus reviews now. Wow. Thank you, everybody, for oh, thank um, you. the, thank you. the thank you. generous um generous work oh here we go look at that grayson morales did not let me down grayson left a five-star review saying keep up the great work guys smiley face thank you so much grayson shout out to grayson shout out to uh twinfinite go check out grayson's work over there uh, and thank you for the for the uh the uh podcast review my friend um of course if you leave a review like grayson did we will read it off on the show um and say thank you thank you uh to grayson and everybody else who's taking the time um, out of their week to go and leave us a review over on iTunes really helps people to find our new show and kind of gives us credibility as a podcast. Um, and it also helps us out with like, you know, advertising and, and stuff like that when we get to that level. So um, yeah, thank you everybody for doing that. We really appreciate it. Um, don't forget okbeast.com and youtube.com slash okbeast are where you can go to get all of our content. Like we said, at the start of the show, we took a week off, but uh, we are back. Um, of course you can go check out new episodes of a plus anime, uh, the OKB's podcast. I've got, um, I've got a bunch of videos in the pipeline now. Uh, I've kind of been sitting on them and not going to lie. Uh, you know, quarantine has been a little rough on the old brain, uh, but I'm feeling inspired again. I'm feeling productive. Um, and so this coming week, the day you're listening to this, there will 100% be a video out on Monday, um, that I've been meaning to get up for a while on animal crossing and, on Friday or the following Monday, I'm trying to set, I'm trying to figure out the timing of it. I don't know if I want to release two videos in one week. Uh, I got to talk to the guys about that, but, um, in the quick guys? succession, I will say, um, I've I got, like, wait, a, you got to talk um, to other guys besides us. Who are we talking you. to you? Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> what? Um, those guys. I was like, wait, what? Why, why are we not talking about with these guys? Who are the guys? But I've got a video essay. One of my first video essays in a while coming out, breaking down some game design of an upcoming game. Uh, that I'm excited about and then after that I've got a, I've got even more videos coming so I'm I'm trying to get back on the bandwagon I'm trying to commit to doing a video once a week uh, I'm gonna hold myself to that as long as I can at some point it become it doesn't become sustainable you know uh, but for now I've got a lot of videos in the can uh, and I'm excited to get those out there so uh, if you've been waiting for new videos they're finally coming um, and uh, thank you for your patience everybody um, and uh, yeah I, ho I hope everybody enjoys them find some some joy in them um and uh yeah um lastly follow us on discord not don't follow us on discord join our discord 
uh, come talk to us about video games. We've got a great community there that is constantly growing. We're constantly seeing new faces. Um, so yeah, we love to see it. Okbeast.com slash discord. If you have any issues getting in there, just contact us on Twitter and uh, let us know. We'll get you an invite. Of course, like I said, follow me on Twitter at it's Van Aiken, Ian at Ian Why Not, and Brandon at Rebel Red Six. That's going to do it um, for our announcements. Actually, you know what, guys? Mm-hmm. There is there is one thing that we need to do, a very important thing. We need to thank um, all of our awesome uh, patrons Yay. that give to us every month. So thank, thank you, you to the following um, patrons who um, give to us either $8 or more a month. Thank you to Austin Ernst. Thank you to Lisa Wilson. Thank you to Brian Kessinger, Chris Nelson, Eric Sapp, Jacob Dye, Cam Koenig, Mikey Phillips, Numera Osman Elamine, Richard Wilcox, Robert Pereira, Tyler McCall, Zeke Herman, Adrian Arock Williams. Thank you, Alec Bobko, Alex Felker, Andrew Cogswell, Andrew Rennie, Andrew Taylor, Anthony Angiolillo. We have a lot. We have a lot of A's. A lot of names that start with A's. A lot. Uh, of thank A's. you, Brian Artist Jackson. Uh, thank you, Clint Gilmore, Connor Titsworth, Dave Van Aken, Dylan Tierney, uh, Elon Comrade. Joe Wilson, John Maddock, Mike Burgess, Nintendo Guru, uh, Kayla Jouette, October, aka Ryan Othman, Rihanna, and Raiden Forsyth. Thank you, everybody, for those donations. And thank you, everybody um, who is a patron of OKBeast.com uh, or patreon.com slash OKBeast. We really appreciate you helping us do what we do uh, and uh, helping us to uh, not lose money on doing this. It, it means a lot. And uh, there's a lot of upkeep and I'm sure everybody, I know a lot of people who, who follow us, um, you know, our content creators themselves. So I know people know it is expensive. And so we, we really thank you for being in our corner and, uh, and supporting us. So let's get into the news guys. Um, the first up, this was actually news that came out last week, but I wanted to talk about it because I'm excited about it. Um, Valorant, the closed beta has ended um, and the game will be releasing free for everybody um, on PC on June 2nd. I'm super excited about this. And there was a new trailer today, kind of like a, a highlight reel of sorts um, of all of the characters and their abilities. And at the end of it, they teased a new uh, a new character. Did you see this, Ian? I did not. I heard about the release because it's very close to my birthday. Um, mm. happy birthday to me. I'm going to lose all the yes, gun sir. skins that I have. You I'm going to, I'm going to buy you a, uh, I'll buy you a Odin skin. If there's one in the Dude. shop, how about that? Well, no, what's the, what's the gun that is the, the cheater gun? What, which one? Odin for sure. Oh, that's that the one. The okay. Well, then, then get me that one. Then. I think you used to use the Aries. At the one Aries point, used you? to be good, but now it's dog dookie. Um, anyway, long story short, I did not see the character tease. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see what that's going to be. I know there's, they obviously didn't say anything more, but I saw like some rumors going around saying like the, the, the character is rumored to be, um, she apparently has like a stun grenade and a clone ability perhaps, or some sort of like stim pack. Doesn't everybody, I think it'd be really fun in this game though. Well, here's the thing about the, the clone thing though. I think the clone thing would be, so for those who play Valorant, Alex and I played pretty recently. Um, and it, it was it was kind of shitty because uh, like there are some characters that are just obviously very, very good that you see more often than not just because of the way the game is currently balanced, I think. Um, and like, again, I'm not going to say that a game is unbalanced or not. Um, but when Alex and I were playing with a big group the other day, um, there's one character raised and I made a joke about it that if you're a raised player, you're a Russian bot or whatever. Um, 
because like all of her abilities damage, right? Like, and it feels like it's very hard to counter that. But if you have someone who has a stun grenade who can stun from long range, right? That prevents them from just doing outright damage to you from afar. And a cloning ability, right? One way to counter high damage characters is by waste, doing, make them waste it, make them waste it. Exactly. Cause there's only some, there's only a certain number of charges or whatever. Um, so yeah. I think having a character that I think theoretically could be a counter to this character that is being overused. And even after her nerfs are, is still overtuned. Um, I think that this is going to be, uh, very interesting to see how this turns out. Yeah. More of like a support character, which I think the game needs more of. Um, I feel like I feel like those those characters, so those sort of characters, can really hold down a team and uh, kind of like balance things out. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that. I'm just excited for the game to drop. Um, I'm ready for everybody to be able to play it, whoever wants to. And uh, it's becoming one of my favorite games um, in a in a while. It's it's definitely tough, but I I enjoy I pretty much enjoy it every time that I'm playing, even if I'm losing. Um, I, I just find it fun, you know, um, and, uh, it's fun playing with the friends too. So, uh, when this launches next week, I hope people will join me in the game, hit me up my, um, my tag. Uh, you can, you can talk to me on Twitter about the tag. I just don't want to drop it on a podcast that I don't know who's, who I'm interacting with. <laughs> um, but, but if you're, if you're messaging me on Twitter, you want to play, uh, at least I know I can put a face to the name, yeah. uh, and we'll, we will connect and make that happen. But do you, um, Alex, do you agree with what I was saying though? The, the like about raise. Yeah. Like the balancing of it. Like it feels like there's not a yeah, clear she's, counter she's, to her, her sort of behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's certain characters I feel like you have to have, uh, in the game right now. Sage is one of them. Sage is number one to me. Sage is the healer class. Yeah. If you're playing, if you don't have a sage on your team, you're at a major disadvantage because you're missing out her ult. Um, is a revive, a resurrection mid-game. And so that is huge. I think another character that you kind of have to have is Raze, just because she's so OP. She does so much damage. Like Ian said, I think she's the only character that every one of her abilities, like Ian said, does damage. Um, I don't think there's another character that does that. Um, and there's other functions to it besides that, you know? Yeah. Um, like she has a lot of utility and a lot of damage. And so if there is a new character that can kind of, you know, pump faker, you know, then that would be cool. So, yeah. And I think that this isn't going to be like a crazy in-depth discussion about it, but I think the thing about like, I, I play Sage when we play together. Right. And, you know, healing is only as useful as, you know, the person behind it. Right. So like there is yeah. an inherent skill associated with it. Right. Um, her like raise i think the problem that i have with her mechanically is that like there isn't a lot of skill to it right like her roomba goes out and can track based off of like the people that are near and if you have no yeah. armor that will instantly kill you so right let's even just do a fake scenario here she does the roomba you look down to shoot the roomba because you don't have any armor because you will die from it either she walks up headshots you instantaneously if they're good or walks over, uses the jump pad to get elevation on you, shoots you, walks over, ulties you, and you're instantly dead yeah. no matter how much you have. Or a combination of the three, right? So like, and keep in mind that all of her abilities can do damage. Even her jump pad can do damage if it's thrown. So that's the thing where like, in fighting games a lot, there's something called a 50-50, right? Where there are characters that um, are very difficult to play against at a certain level because they force the opponent to play the 50-50 game right yeah to to guess right 
And when you're as a player of a game and you're forced to guess, right, with a 50-50 shot, it feels like bullshit, right? Even though you made a choice, the choice is not really a choice, right? Your your opponent is making an active choice and you're having to play a guessing game, right? And that's I think that's also like a sign of like an unfair matchup, right? Like I feel like there I feel like most characters in the game have their own counter. And to me, like you might have a you might not have a choice. Maybe somebody didn't pick the right counter or um you know, like or maybe your teammate who is playing the counter isn't willing to cooperate and help you, you know what I mean? It can be a really tough spot to be in because yeah. of that, you know. And like there's not like I, so Sage can be very strong in a map based scenario, like blocking a wall, right, that your opponents are trying to get in at when the timer is low, that can win you the game, right? But yeah, that is situational and it's map specific. And I think that you and you can destroy the wall, right? A defensive character, I think, has less chances of being overtooled than an overly offensive character, right? Now, like, again, I'm not a game designer, right? But like, if they were to give, you know, again, using fighting games as my sort of platform from which I understand a lot of balancing stuff, right? And even League too, right? A character that has all these damage resources and mobility and choice, right? What if they gave Ray's less health or her explosions when she used the jump pad hurt herself by 25 or something, right? Again, forcing both players to make choices, um, I think encourages positive game design and a positive back and forth. Um, and I think that having characters that are inherently designed to only do damage in a game where health is very low, right? The game is slow. It's, you know, based off of your knowledge of the game systems, systems being like shooters and stuff like that, right? Like to me, it, it feels like bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't feel, (laughs) it doesn't feel fair. Right. Um, and, and, that is a byproduct of being forced into a 50 50 scenario so often. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes I pro- sense. I, think. I, I promise I'm good at the game. I'm not just complaining. Um, <laughs> you need to buy the Odin more, you know? I buy the Odin all the fucking good. time, bro. I'm the healer. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're, I think that I was going to say Overwatch is not the name of the game. Valorant has the potential to be very, very fun and interesting. And have a lot of legs but i think just the issue now is um i mean i already mentioned the glaring issue with um with rays in terms of character design um but i think that could be like like we said earlier i think that this character could be the antithesis to the problem you know where you know if you see someone on the enemy team you know kind of like league where you're like okay i see this person's choosing this i'm going to choose this to counter it okay or like oh we know they're going to have a raise all right i'm going to have the cloner girl or whatever to counter it, right? Like that's where the metagaming gets interesting. And that's where I wouldn't be mad getting killed in a game with Rays if we had that counter, right? You're like, ah, well, I wasn't with the cloning girl. So that's on me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, giving, they could try and I know we're getting in the weeds here. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're a gaming podcast, bro. We got to talk about games. Like, you know, this is a part of it. We're getting in the gaming weeds. Getting I hope you enjoy it. people. Hope you like weed. Um, I wonder if like Rays would be so for people who haven't I'm trying to be d- descriptive so people can follow along. But like one of the characters in the game, her name is Viper and mm-hmm. she's a she's a controller. And so she lays down poison all around the map. And um, her whole thing is like she has this fuel gauge and all of her abilities require they can be they can be used many times, but they all have to have fuel um, mm-hmm. or poison to be used. I wonder if like Rays if she had like a fuel bar, if that would help. So like she can't, if every one of her abilities does damage and she can just 
do them all in quick succession. It's just like really OP, you know? Yeah. Whereas if she had like a, a fuel gauge that would require her to slow down a little bit, um, Maybe. that might be a fun way to, to kind of slow her down a little and, yeah. and so let her keep her kit yeah. without like over, you know, taking I mean, over the entire I mean, match. you literally just described what I was talking about earlier is like, yeah, exactly. Right. Is that, yeah. I, uh, what's her name? Um, Viper is extremely strong. She's like one of the most powerful, like, or it feels as a player that she is one of the most powerful because of the ability she can do. Like she can cut off line of sight. She can poison people. She can throw things indoors that force your opponent to do certain things, right? That's why she's a controller, right? But she has inherent systems in place that help the team behind Valorant balance her, right? Like, again, you can't just have poison ship being there the whole round. That would be unfair, right? Because the poison does damage and blocks line of sight, right? And... I think, yeah, like I think getting to like a resource management system or um, like I said before, like her explosions hurt herself as well. Right. I think that could be something because then your health becomes your resource. Right. You can't use the yeah. jump pad as often because that'll hurt you. You like maybe it doesn't make sense for the Roomba or whatever, but like maybe you need to put some bullets in your gun to make the thing go or whatever. Again, make it a resource mechanic, not just, OK, I throw the Roomba down. I immediately. Oh, and here's the other thing, too, about the Roomba shit is that it's not like it just goes in a straight line. It finds people. <laughs> so not only does it fully kill people, it also is utility because it tells you where people are. And it also denies um, a whole area for your team, for an enemy team to go in on you, which is essentially what controllers are supposed to do. So she is a utility controller burst damage duelist character. I just listed every single type of character in the game in one person. <laughs> um, and also keep in mind, you get um, ulti charges based off of the kills that you get, right? So Yeah, and objectives completed. Exactly, and you uh, complete objectives by killing people. So we've, we've created a, a harmful system in which a character that, is, that does literally everything better than any other character gets rewarded by killing people, and then that gives her more power to kill people, which then gives her more power to kill people in the future. You, you understand the, the loop that I'm, I'm kind of doing from a design perspective? Yeah. Yeah. The character's designed badly, bro. Riot, take her home. <laughs> Remove her. <laughs> I like, I, I've been playing her. She's super OP. I like, when, I, when I'm just a little down, you know, I want to feel a little good about myself, I play Ray's. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I deserve to be overpowered just a little bit right now in this moment. I love ruining um, the experience for other people. <laughs> you just you, this is the like second time you said raise. that this is the second time you Sounds said like that you need to play raise brandon <laughs> dude no, don't do it brandon i'll lose all respect for you hey he's already lost respect for me so i don't care um <laughs> let's get to the next news story we've got more riot news to talk about but i want to you know change it up a little bit i want to go to brandon you know you know what i know about brandon i know that he loves his grandmother i know that okay. that she was a great woman she means this a lot to him uh, speaking of grandmothers, um, YouTube, YouTube Skyrim grandma. Have you, have you heard of her before? Anybody else Skyrim heard of the Skyrim grandma? Yep. Unfortunately, she's taking a break from YouTube. Um, after reading the comments, this is the headline written by, uh, Gita Jackson over at vice games. Um, and, uh, the headline, the headline reads just to uh, bring everybody in the loop, uh, quote the 82 year old Shirley Curry, uh, affectionately known as Skyrim Grandma is taking a two week break from YouTube. Um, and, and at first, I think this this was not a two week break. Um, but essentially what, what was happening was uh, her name is Shirley, um, but she was kind of decided to scale back. She was tired of the way that her fan base treated her and and YouTube in general. And um, there was she she got met with like she's number one. 
she's an older person. Number two, she's a woman. And number three, she's playing <laughs> video games on YouTube. So think about how that goes. Um, Alex, but I just want to say, I just wanted to, I just wanted I to give you. Shirley a shout out because I watched a, uh, a documentary on her from game Umentary, mm-hmm. um, where they went, they visited Shirley. It was like a 26 minute documentary that I loved. And she's just like a wholesome woman, dude, playing Skyrim. She's sharing her love, uh, for a game online, uh, with an audience and, um, she's getting hate for it and getting flack for it. And she's tired. And, um, Honestly, and I, actually I, I wa- feel her. I feel for her. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I watched her like going away video and I guess I, the way I'd interpreted it, and I think maybe originally it was for a longer break, but I think she's had a big outpouring of support for her ever since this, this came out, uh, this video came out, but she was just kind of As like getting well, tired of the should. Right, Brandon? Like, she I feel should, like she should get an outpouring of support. Yeah. Like, I've. Yeah. Tell us, Brandon. Tell us. Speak your truth, Brandon. This is this is the side like we all love games, but this is the side of gaming that just makes me really sick. And we all mm. we're all familiar with this. Like there there is that <laughs> there is that underbelly of of this thing that we love. There's this underbelly of trash and that's and that's what Mm. it is it's like you're you're trolling this lady that's doing something that she enjoys she's sharing it with other people and you're trolling her this that's straight trash tell him brandon agreed agreed tell him tell him king tell him dad you dropped this king you dropped this king no i'm 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 looking up at you with a crown i'm with brandon bro like Man, it's it's disappointing, man. Just let the old lady play Skyrim, bro. Like, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is the word of the day or the phrase of the week, whatever you want to fucking call it. Shut your damn mouth, bro. Like, it's not about you. Let this lady do her thing. Let her this lady enjoy it. And she obviously brings tons of joy to other people. Like, just let people live. Let people exist. Like, come on, man. Like, gamers yeah. go to prison. I just, I, I really found a lot of wisdom in what she was saying. She was talking about like, you know what? This thing isn't bringing me joy anymore. It's actively making me unhappy and stressed out. I'm taking a break. And I think she was having like health issues, like blood pressure. I think she's like in her nineties mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, eighties, I think. Um, yeah. 82. Yeah. 82. Um, and you know, this vitriol, you know, the, the vitality of the internet is like, or, yeah, that's the right word uh, is making her, you know, stressed out to the point where there's physical ramifications. And I just, number one, want to say respect people online. Uh, I mean, that's, I know that's obvious and everybody's rolling their eyes right now, but there's people that apparently need to hear that. No, no, uh, no, I'm not rolling my eyes, bro. I'm, 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 I'm shaking my head up and it's down. It's not okay. And like, and also number two, like you're the, the jokes that you have had this happen to me. Like people make jokes online that don't know you. And they think that those jokes come across the right way. And it like, it boils down to like, you know, be a good communicator, right? Like sometimes you mean well and you're kind of joking around and when you're writing these YouTube comments or, you know, DMing people or whatnot, like, um, I'm sure it, ha- it happens to her way more than me, but it has happened to me. And I'm like, you know, there might've been good intentions behind the, the joke or whatever, but you know, the person on the other end doesn't know you to know that. Right. Mm. And so, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, establish a relationship or before kind of doing that kind of stuff. If, if the joke is inappropriate or it's like nagging or, you know, it, it's, you know, not good spirited, even though maybe your intentions aren't necessarily bad. Think about that stuff b- b- before you post it. Yeah. Um, but that's, number three, that's I, the other problem. 
that's the other problem with this sort of thing is it's a written comment, so it it's it's hard to gauge how people intend it to be meant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, y- you can't you can't tell by their voice or the inflections in their voice. And I mean, some of them how, are very clear. <laughs> yeah, but there's some, some that yeah, you're like, some them, yeah, some of them are straight meant to be douchebags, and that's yeah. exactly what they are. Um, tell him King. I, I, um, you just, tell you, you have to think about these things, um, before you, I mean, this should not be, this should not need to be said, but you should think about things before you post them. And like, just because most, most platforms give the ability to delete something stupid that you said, like, that doesn't mean you should go ahead and post it because you can you know, renege on it later. Like yeah. think about it before you post it. Like if you're going to put something out there and I, I believe this in, in any facet of life, if you're going to put something out there, put something out there that you can, that can represent you later on. Mm-hmm. Like a- assume that it's permanent. Yeah. Like think about things every time that you do them. Think about 10 years from now, you know, when you're, when your kids are online is that something that you want them to find later on? And you know, I've been I'm I'm not holier than thou. I've I've done really stupid stuff. I've done I've said things that that I shouldn't have said uh on multiple occasions, but you know, I am as I get older, I, I'm getting into this into this uh this thought process that I I want even the smallest things to represent me. If I'm going to put it out into the world, I want it to represent me later. And mm. you know, some of these some some of these things are like they're intentionally harmful and it's it's not good. Yeah. And to piggyback off of what Brandon said, right? Brandon said it in a vice very nice southern hospitality sort of way, looking out family way. <laughs> Let me give you the Jersey way of thinking for everyone. Okay. Can we have the accent? I, I don't know. I'm actually very mad in real life, so I don't know if I can oh, so summon maybe my don't dad. Do no, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> um, here's, here's my piece of advice, right? And this is advice actually that my dad gave me. Whatever you say online or text or call or whatever, pretend that you are in the same room and the room is locked with this other person. If you're not prepared mm-hmm. to get any form of consequence from this other line, then don't say shit, Right. And that's just, that's just it, right? People say some wild ass shit like they've never got their ass beat before on the internet. And it's, it's amazing to me, right? And that is the way that I like to handle myself. That's the way that I, I would like to think is a good way to recommend other people to act, right? Because as much as the internet is a separation from the real world, it's the real world. There's someone else on the other end, right? So like, You know, as much as there is like the internalized politic of like, we have to act a certain way here, but I can delete the the comment here and I can do this, that, and the third, like Brandon was saying, like, bro, if I, if you say some wild shit to me online or DM me some wild ass shit, and then I see your ass in the street, you still said some wild shit to me. It's on, it's ready. It's, we're ready to go. And that's how you need to operate as a human being in the real world. There are consequences to your actions. Everything that you do has a consequence. And in this scenario, you bullying this old lady who literally 
owes you nothing. Literally her entire existence online is sharing this passion that she has for video games that most old people fucking hate, right? So we should be embracing and loving this Shirley lady with all of our heart and soul because she is a great advocate for other people who are elderly, who can interact with video games to deepen the joy in their lives, right? There are so many people who are older who have some form of disability or, you know, can't walk as much as they used to or don't have the energy or whatever, right? Who I'm sure would fucking love to hear, hey, by the way, Grandpa Lou, you can now be an orc in Skyrim. And he's like, an orc? Okay. And then joy for the rest of his life, right? Like, that's that's what we should be embracing. We shouldn't be like, oh, man, the Skyrim girl, the Skyrim uh, grandma doesn't use the bow right. Oh, my God. She's not a real gamer. Shut your dumb ass up, bro. Like, God, I'm so tired of this shit. The internet is awful. Like, God. And that's my Jersey Minute. The end. Point number three, go uh, go subscribe to Shirley. I think it's, uh, I'll, I'll link the article in the show notes. It has her the link to her uh, YouTube channel. I personally have gotten a lot of joy watching a lot of her older videos. Um, she kind of does a role-playing thing with Skyrim where she creates the character and role-plays the story as she goes. Ooh. And she, apparently, I was watching the video, she's like, I hate quests. I make I make my own story um, for my characters. And it's just her and, and her, her like, so pseudo let's play adventures. Um, and, uh, it, it's very good. Uh, I, I found a lot of entertainment in it, in it and I'm, I'm hoping, uh, she comes back and, uh, can, uh, can continue making content, but in a healthier manner. So, uh, yeah, go check out Shirley. Uh, and last news story of the day, we're going to go to Ian. Um, That's first me. look at league of legends, wild rift. Ian, I, this was announced a little while ago, but I think, have you seen the first look about it yet? No, I haven't. I've been too busy in the toxic world that is real league. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Preach. it was announced today, or not announced, but shown Preach. off today. Preach. Um, and it's a mobile and console spinoff um, of League of Legends coming, um, like I said, mobile and console. Um, and it looks, pre- it's, it looks pretty good. Like they were showing off, it was Michael Chow, uh, which I guess is like one of the leads on league. Um, mm. But they kind of were showing off. It looks, dude, it looks just like League, except the overlay is, it's like twin stick overlay. Um, and like every, each of your abilities are kind of just tied to like radial buttons on the overlay. But mm. um, it looks good, dude. It looks, is this, are you, I feel like League on mobile is scary though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've been playing, speaking of mobile Riot game shit, I've been playing um, the Legends of Runeterra, which is their new card game. Um mm-hmm. And like that mobile client looks amazing and like the animations are crazy cool. Um, But I don't, maybe I'm weird, but like, I don't think that that game is designed for mobile. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, well, they're redesigning some aspects of it. So it'll fit on mobile correctly, but yeah, yeah, go on. But just to me, it like feels like, would you play Halo two on mobile or no? No, but I I don't, I think FPS is like the worst experience you can try to make. Mm. on mobile like i used to play a, mo- a moba on mobile really um it was actually a really it was like built for the ground up for mobile interesting um, okay, oh, okay moba mobile what was it called um, mobile vainglory vainglory Ooh, that um, sounds like a cool name. i played that and it actually perf- it actually worked pretty well on mobile damn um, okay well i guess then because like, like it's top yeah. down right so mm-hmm. like as long as you can see everything in your and even league like you kind of the window that you can see is kind of you know it's all vision based right like mm. I feel like that work that lends itself to like a smaller screen. Um, 
And I probably I would probably prefer to play this on, you know, iPad over, you know, a, a phone. But still, mm-hmm. I think if you can see everything, then it works, right? Versus like an FPS, I feel like FPS games, like hey, you mentioned Halo 2. Um, I've tried plenty of those on mobile and it just does not work at all. But I feel like uh, the way that Vainglory did it was to move. And I don't think... I don't think they're doing it this way. They're doing it a different way. But Vainglory was like tap to move. So kind of simulating clicks um, Mm. as you would in League. But yeah, yeah. I think the thing that is kind of just pushing me away from from the mobile affiliation is just and maybe this is my own issue with mobile is that like I always see mobile as more of like a healthy separation from competitive, I guess. Um, And I guess that's changed recently for me with Tepen and, um, you know, other card games and Hearthstone and stuff like that on there. But like, I can't imagine like league to me is a competitive, like, you know, thinking person down, you're locking in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, not in the same way that a mobile game is for me. Um, And, you know, I'm glad that people. Yeah. yeah, And I'm glad that people can play league in mobile and like check it out. And maybe this will motivate people to kind of, you know, go to the actual game. Um, I actually hope at this point you can play the actual game on almost any computer right oh yeah it's it's very low spec it's like not a big deal for and most computers but um i think that to me is the most interesting and the most engaging part of league is the competitive aspect like you know it is fun to play with friends or whatever but like the meta gaming of okay this champion is good against this champion like you know the meta is here you know the map is changed this way and like you know these things because of this patch are in you know um yeah it, it to me again circling back to balancing and fighting games and that competitive spirit right um, in a lot of ways, fighting games were the origin of video games, competitive spirit. Right. Um, so it makes sense that there's a connection. Um, you know, to me, I wouldn't play street fighter five or, you know, um, street fighter, uh, not two turbo. What is it called? Street fighter third strike or, uh, MK 11 or any of these like bigger, um, your skull girls, whatever. I wouldn't play those on mobile because I know that those games, um, come with certain affordances that lend themselves to being, you know, played at their best, right? Like, you know, hardwired internet connection in, you know, like having your mind in a certain space. And I don't think that mobile necessarily always lends itself to that, um, that sort of environment. Um, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe like we'll have like League of Legends mobile championships in a couple of years. That'll be like, you know, a hundred million dollars or something. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited to try it out. Hopefully, like you said, people can check out League in a very accessible platform and you know go from there maybe find their new favorite game um but let's get into the topic of the show so uh it was revealed that uh next week the playstation 5 uh is going to be there's going to be a reveal event for uh the launch lineup of games um and you know we don't know if there's going to be pricing unveiled or if we'll see the hardware yet but it may it seems like they are uh ramping up to kind of showcase the console We've, we've seen like you know the the very specific specs that you know only a only a percentage of people you know find a lot of value and now we get to see like the more consumer facing um you know aspect of the console which is the launch lineup and so uh wanted to sit down talk about what we might see next week bring a few predictions um talk it out get excited all that fun stuff so um i've got a few predictions brandon has a few predictions ian um might have a few predictions. <laughs> you never know. Good old Jan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon, let's start with you. What is one of your predictions of the things that uh, that uh, we are going to to see? I think 
that they're going to do a deep dive into the new controller and give us all the new specs and features and how it's going to interact and all the cool things that it's going to bring. I know yeah, that's kind of like, vague, but yeah, but I think it's I think it's going to be very much like a, a showcase on the on the new controller. Yeah, like I know we've the, gotten like obviously the whole thing is not going to be that, but yeah. And I know we got like that article or whatever talked about, oh, there's haptic triggers and this and that. But like you said, like there hasn't been like a on stage sort of. Yeah, demo. how is I it going like, interact the, with the actual game? Yeah. 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 Like, the, like I think of like the playroom or I think it was a playroom demo, right? Where they were originally showcasing the DualShock 4 where like the little robots were inside of the controller. And like as you would like move the controller around on its different axes, like the robots and the TV would move around, pretend like they were in the controller and it would vibrate something like that for the new controller. I think you're absolutely right. Like that's a fun way I think to like, to, you know, get into it. You know what I mean? It's either like, I feel like that's that, that feature would, or that like showcase would be a, a good playful way to start the whole thing off. You know, mm-hmm. um, I agree with you. Um, my thing, I think we're going to see, I think, I think one of the features they're going to show off at some point, during this thing or at some point in one of these events, cause I think there's going to be multiple um, is wireless controller charging. I've said this forever. I think one of the biggest features that next gen consoles should have is the ability to put your controller on the console itself. That's where everybody puts their controller or at least most people I know they, they laid on top of the console itself. What if there was built in wireless charging uh, to, that you could just lay it on there? It charges. You're good to go. Um, I hope that happens. I feel like that that's like one of my most genius ideas and it's not even that genius. Like I feel like it's pretty obvious. Um, and I, I think the people that are making a, you know, spending millions and millions of dollars on R and D would have thought of that already. And hopefully it's implemented, but I think it'd be super convenient to have uh, for somebody who owns a home console. But Ian, what are, do you, do you think we're going to see any particular games or any features um, at the PlayStation five event next week? Okay. Games, I don't know. Like the games always come down to like which studio has been quiet the longest, right? Yeah. Isn't that just like it's like the weird like wiki dive of like, okay, well, technically this studio hasn't made a game in exactly two years and four months. So that means statistically they are gonna be here, right? But hear me out. Here's the feature they're gonna do. The back of your PS5 controller is going to have this feature: sweat absorption. Imagine this. <laughs> You're chugging the G Fuel. You're playing Call of Duty Warzone 2. You're jumping into the gulag. Your hands are a little wet, right? How are you going to win the gulag if you got wet hand, right? Introducing the PS5 controller moisture absorption system. The controller moisture absorption system, the CMAS. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, isn't that like some of the stuff they say about like those rubber grips that they have on controllers is like maximum I, grip. I'm like, who is who is who whose controller is slipping out of their hands? Like the man who games? the man who takes amphetamines every day, the G Fuel snorters, bud. That's who. I've man. never I've never once like also like people got, people share. Fo- you guys see my ass? <laughs> you guys see my wet <laughs> ass? You guys see my sweaty ass hands? Like I don't. I, also, also. Who who who's posting these photos of like the the dual shock you know their dual shock controllers with like the entire thumb step ripped off like 
People are like, oh man, I've been playing a little too hard, huh? And like the plastic and the rubber is completely eroded from their analog stick. I'm like, how, how are you? What? I've, I've had, I've never had that issue in my 28 years alive. I've, and most of those were playing games. I've never once had a controller that the rubber grips were like breaking <laughs> off and like the half the stick is shattered. I'm like, bro, just play your games like a normal person. You don't got to be like, oh, the controller sweaty. Like, you, just play normal. That's I, that, I what you just you. said is the same thing that I say to people like the dude bros on my timeline who were like, man, just had this crazy ass fight in Dark Souls controller number one down. And it's like a fucking shattered, like, I'm like bro, you have anger that, issues. I'm like, hey, dog, therapy. hey, dog, it's this new I know thing. somebody like that. Yeah, My you should Jimmy, tell them to, like he yeah. goes through controllers like nobody's business. He'll yeah. he'll twist them in half right right in front of you. Bro, what the fuck is your <laughs> is your friend Jimmy the Hulk? Like, bro, talk to someone, help. Like, oh no, that's I'm the next real, feature. Like, that's the new feature. Ready? I've seen him you know, do it. It's crazy. You know, you know how? Okay, here's anti-twisting right here. technology. Close, close, close your eyes for a moment. Ready? Okay. Okay. You have your wet hands, but they're they're being calmed by the controller moisture absorption system. The CMAS, obviously, yes. patent pending. But then, you know, you feel yourself getting frustrated by Sekiro 2's big boss, right? You're fighting this giant snake, right? And you're like, oh, you're getting so angry. You're getting so frustrated. Are you telling me, Ian, what are you, you telling, telling me you? the middle of the new PlayStation controller uh, mm-hmm. features bop it technology bop it's twist it technology unfortunately no we could not we <laughs> could not get the patent for bop it technology that unfortunately was bought out by xbox the x bop it will be featured on the xbox Starlet. <laughs> however what what i think the ps5 will bring beyond any other controller system right behind anything else is that we have a system in place that actually measures your resting heart rate and when your heart rate goes above a certain threshold it actually connects the credit card that you have on your PlayStation account to local psychiatrists in your area. And they just immediately start talking to you and they say, it's okay. It's fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It is just a game. Your, your dad, your dad does love you in his own way. Don't worry about it. Being a man isn't about twisting controller and breaking in half. It's more complicated than that. And then slowly as your heart rate goes down, they send you a $5 coupon uh, for a new PS4 controller or PS5 controller. Wow. Just in case. Riveting. Just in case. Because people grow and people change, but that growth, that's a process. Wow. Yeah. Well, my next prediction. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The, it's wanna... actually called the, the PS5, but the S is big, and the S stands for soothing. Wow. Yeah. P soothing five. Yeah. Um, I think all right, I've got a couple, I've got a couple games here written down. And I've got I've got reasons. I've got reasons. I think one of the obvious ones, though. So you went on the wiki? is Bloodborne Two, Bloodborne Two. <laughs> and I also have, I also have Ooh. Spelunky Two written down. Bloodborne Two, though. I know there's like Elden Ring or whatever that that mm. that team has been like making. But what are they like? I mean, when I'm thinking of PlayStation exclusives, the number one game that comes to my head is Bloodborne. Like nobody will shut up about that game. And I've been watching people play it. And it looks good, and You're I want to play it. But hear me out about Bloodborne, though. They skip Bloodborne 2. They do Bloodborne Kart instead. Oh, yeah, Kart yeah, yeah, dude. What do you think? I like that. They got I like that. You got, you got the, in uh, there. the old blood. Yeah, the you got old the blood starter beast. Father Gascoigne is in there. Uh, is it Father you, Gascoigne or Gascione? It's, it's, it's like Gascoigne. I think it's one of those. Ah, um, our, Canadian, uh, our Canadian listeners can help with that, or our French speakers. Uh, I do not parlez vous français, but I think it's Gascoigne. Something like that. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I think Bloodborne 2. I think nice. I think that has a big shot. I think people would lose their minds. Oh, that people would shit. People definitely shit. Yeah. Brandon, what about you? What's your next pick? Uh I I mean, I guess I went a little uh I went a little safe again, but I'm no, that's predicting fine. that you we're, did Bloodborne Cart we're getting a reveal. Reveal mm. of Gran Turismo 7. Ooh. Was the seventh game not already out? I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I thought we were on like Gran Turismo like nine. Yeah, I guess yeah, G, G, GT7. Okay. I mean, I think you would love that, dude. Like, I know you're such a huge racing fan. Do you... You like sim racers, but I feel like it's been a while since there's been a good one that came out that... Well, well no, I, mean, I guess Forza, Forza 7, right? Forza is always... I mean, Forza, I, I believe... I haven't played any of the newest Gran Turismos, but Forza, I believe, is is hands down the best uh, racer on the market right now. Whether yeah. it's motorsports for, like, more specific, realistic um, sim-type racing or yeah. Horizons for, you know, more open-world racing. I think yeah. Forza's hands down, by far the best racer on the market right now. Well, dope. I hope we get that, that new announcement for you. Um, I am going to say destiny three real quick. Um, I, th- they've been, I know that's crazy. They just, but listen, they just wouldn't got it, the studio. Be, I'm sorry. Real quick. Destiny. Destiny. Yes. D three. They, they have their independence now. Um, Bungie has their independence. Independence again, owns destiny. They've been teasing, a new like ex- at least a new expansion or something or some sort of update they've been teasing a new experience i'll say through mm. their twitter there's like um there's weird like sounds that they're posting on twitter like they're trying to hype something up right and then next week we got the playstation event destiny and playstation have historically been in bed with one another the what? destiny loves playstation and vice oh. versa they always get the exclusive content there's all this they get exclusive weapons um I think, you know, what better way? Because, you know, you, you want to capture the people with, you know, number one, we want to get some indie love. We want to get some Bloodborne action or, or some sort of like action adventure sensibility, which could be Horizon 2. I think that's an obvious one, but we'll get to that. Um, I think for the FPS side of things, Destiny 3 would be Buck Wild. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think that has a good chance or some sort of destiny, you know, new platform for next gen, something like that. I think we might see um, at this PlayStation event. But um, Ian, what is your next pick? Oh, I already did mine, dude. The PS5, the, the Play <laughs> Soothing 5. So the looking C- at the launch titles. OK, do you think you of a game? Yeah. And I know okay, Brandon like this game I, I a got lot. You. Horizon I, Zero I got Dawn. An idea. I got an idea right now. Ready? Yeah. Close your eyes. Everyone listening, okay. close your eyes. Don't, yes. not, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Take it back. If you if you can, don't if you're do driving, if, open your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Um, you're you're watching this like heist. You hear like the smooth jazz. You see you know smoke, right? You see the smoke of like cigars and cigarettes, or whatever. And you're walking down this pathway, you know, next to all the craps tables, and you hear the dice rolling or whatever. But you're not seeing anyone's face because the smoke is obscuring everything. And you are following behind a man in a white suit. And you hear in his like, you hear like ambient audio of like someone talking to him about like a, a heist they have to do. Right. Yeah. So like you hear like the music, you hear the you hear the ambiance, you hear the different, you know, people talking and like, you know, hear drinks being clinked. Around. Exactly. No. So then as you do that, you sit down and you say it's you have the character reveal themselves and you say, I'm all in. 
Sly Cooper and the and the Casino Royale or something like that. Yo, and yeah, but it's an older Sly Cooper with like a fucking goatee and shit. And he's like he's like the Sully character, and it turns out the person that he was talking to is like his protege, which is like a different animal. We'll say like, what if it's like a Bandicoot or something like a Sly Cooper? Crash. What I was like it, it, Sly Five or whatever? Sly Five. How many Sly Cooper games are Cooper. there? Uh, there was four. All of them. <laughs> I think there, there actually three. I'm and not, there I'm not kidding. There one. isn't something called Sly Five. So you could do Sly Five and um, the Bandits Brigade or whatever. It's like him assembling a team or something. I don't know. I dig it. Like an Ocean's Eleven vibe. Uh, yeah, like I, I think that's one that they haven't done yet. Like <laughs> they did like the, the going from world to world or whatever. But I just I'm I'm imagining like some like you I'm know, getting older hyped. sly you know what i mean like that would be super yeah cool, you know we got one more job yeah and he's like and teaching a kid team. or whatever and like like that could be a, just a whole angle right like yeah it's like an avenger assembles sort of thing for sly cooper yeah go go find everybody bring bring him out of retirement but this new guy this new kid on the block i'm teaching you and i'm leaving you my legacy yeah one last and then, job and then he could be like the tom holland like you know to tony stark adjacent sort of thing where he's like, listen, yeah. kid, you're not a thief. You're the guy in the van. Stay here your with mom's tor- hot. Tortimer or whatever. Yeah, it's his aunt, bro. Come on. Um, and your aunt's hot. Yeah. But something like that. I think that, that could be interesting and give like, you know, a cool dynamic. And I miss Sly Cooper, bro. Those games were great. Like they were fun. Yeah. They had good characters, good writing, good designs, man. I, I miss them. Um, that was I think the, we've seen some, that so joke many of these came gritty. from my brain. But I also had another joke of like a gritty Sly Cooper reboot where he's like the Punisher um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've seen, we're so like, we're getting all these like super gritty games, you know, super hyper realistic. I think it's nice for the palette to like, take it back. I really hope they don't do another knack. Part of me is like, what if they, what if they have the balls to do knack three or whatever? Um, but I think a great way, everybody wants like some of their old series to come back like Jack and Daxter or Sly Cooper. And I, but I think recently Sly Cooper, the, didn't um didn't it get sold or something got sold i thought um relating to sly cooper that was like gonna lock it away forever but who knows um i think i think everybody would love that uh you know it plays it plays through their catalog it kind of you know nothing shows off new tech like you know taking something old making it look new like that those, those comparisons would bring a lot of good press for you know playstation system um but yeah i, I like that my next one, I think there's going to be, you know, at the start of the PlayStation 4, PlayStation really like capitalized on indie games and like that was the messaging. Uh, and, but unfortunately, they kind of like slowly dropped that off. Um, and Xbox has kind of like picked up that torch. I think they need to say something about indies. And I think they're going to they're going to showcase Spelunky 2 and kind of Ooh. try to capture that audience again and kind of reinstate their support of indies and i think especially at the start of a new console generation um they're going to be like there's only so many major um you know titles they're going to show off major triple a titles i think they need to rely on indies uh, and i think they're going to highlight some and what we haven't heard about in a minute is spelunky 2 we've seen it the last time we saw it was i think the beginning of the year we haven't seen anything since um and i think that'd be a great way to uh to kind of tackle a bunch of different things so, so boom. what you're saying is Spatunky. Spatunky. Brandon, what is your next pick? Uh, I also and this will be our final one about um, 
just having an indie type showcase. So I think, I mean, especially like with with um, Xbox going like super deep on indies, I, I feel like they definitely won the. In my opinion, they definitely won the indie war in in this generation and the current generation. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I feel like Sony's going to be looking to um, make that connection um, again and and strengthen yeah. that connection. So I definitely think that an indie showcase is, is um, would be a good way to do that. Um, but in addition, I think that we're going to see gameplay from multiple games. So I think we're going to see gameplay from Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see gameplay from a Horizon Zero Dawn um, mm. sequel. Yeah. Um, and I also think that we're going to see uh, a reveal in gameplay for a Ratchet and Clank sequel. Dang. Like a remaster is the new game in the in the style of the 2016 release. I th- I think potentially a completely new game. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I would like that. I'm kind of ready for platforms. I still can't get over Spatunky. I'm I've been thinking (laughs) about Spatunky this whole time. I um I am ready for platformers to come back, um, in a bigger way. So I I love to see Ratchet and Clank come back too. But um, let's get into the listener questions. That's gonna be it for the topic of the show this week. Um, any other any other things we want to throw out before we move on? Are we good? I think there's gonna be a surprise reveal. Hmm. What game? Surprise reveal of Twisted Metal. Ooh. Man, I would love to see that. Uh, surprise reveal of Twisted Metal and or Silent Hill. That would be huge. Both of those, especially Silent Hill, knowing the PlayStation audience. Yeah, Yo, you know, like what would also be I crazy. A lot, of people, a lot of love for that. What? This is an actual possible. This that's not. It's impossible, but like, it's a cool idea. Um, what if they did? Um what everyone's been begging them to do for years and years and years, you know, the, the, the whole presentation happens, you know, everyone's doing the fake golf claps, whatever we're all done. And they say, well, guys, we have one more thing to show you out from the shadows in the back walks out, Phil Spencer. (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. This might be a thing. And, you know, they shake hands and they say, you know, we've been working behind the scenes with Epic and we are now going to be using our oh. Epic multiplayer server infrastructure to assure that any and all games that come to the PlayStation platform will also be accessible to our friends over on the Xbox platforms. We can now and then like a like a giant banner unfurls and it's like play together forever. And then like everyone's like, yeah, oh, I fucking got Yeah. And then ah. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> I dig it. But I'm saying like that uh, to me. Not out like, of the question, though. Something like that. What do you say? That's a very good PR move. It would, it would be bizarre. Why? No, it'd be a very good PR move. Oh, it would, right? Because like I feel like PlayStation this whole time, especially in this generation, has been like tone deaf in a lot of ways. They're like, well, we're winning. We have <laughs> nothing to do. Like exactly. Like, and but that's how it is with every generation, right? The winners don't have to do anything, and they don't need to innovate because they already won early on. And a lot of the times, the the first six months to a year of a console being out determines who's going to win the rest of the generation, unfortunately. Um, but like having this thing and also like in the times that we're at, right? Like, you know, people are playing games now more than ever. Um, people are yeah. trying to find ways to connect now more than ever. And, you know, having this like objectively arbitrary, dumb as fuck reason why we can't play cross platform when literally 
we saw it with the fucking soccer game. What is it called? Um, the car one. Uh, oh, Rocket League. Rocket League. Rocket League. Literally, some intern was like, man, fuck these guys. And then just activated it. And everyone's like, wait, you can do that? And then all of us playing games were like, wait, you can do that? And then they were like, yeah, we can. The only person holding us back is the people that host our servers. Sony, you dumbass little bitch. And then like, and then Sony's like, well, unfortunately, we cannot unlock the servers. It is very important. They say separate. And the next box is like, actually, we don't care. It's, a, it's whatever you guys want to do. So like, like, that would be, I think... A, a, like Alex said, a perfect PR move to be like, you know, everyone, you should be able to play with whatever system you have on. It doesn't hurt us. It only brings people more into the ecosystem. You know, people will be playing games now more than ever. And by giving it a chance to have people play cross platform, that only incentivizes people to play more, which then incentivizes people to buy more shit on your on your system. You know, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. So that's my actual run one real prediction. It makes sense though, right? Am I crazy or no? I, no, it does. It does make sense. Okay. I'm wondering if that'd be like for a later event, you know, versus like, do they want to bring up their competition and their launch event? But I mean, but, but that's the, the same that time. would be the beauty of it, right? Is that like, we're burying the hatchet. We're not petty anymore. The times are difficult. We're caring about each other in a different way. You know, yeah. this, this, the world is more global than it ever has been, you know, with everyone being at home, watching the news, doing all these things, we as a people need to escape now more than ever. So like, yeah, to have this move and, and like Phil, you know, for all his quirks that we make fun of here on the show, he is a very, you know, intelligent guy and he's a very down to earth guy from what I've seen. And, you know, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which Sony approaches them and they're like, Hey, we want to make a, a move that, you know, will benefit both of us. Right. Um, because I don't think having Phil there hurts Xbox. It only says people, like, hey, that's Phil's. Okay, cool. Good for you, Phil Spencer. Fuck yeah. Right? Like, I don't think it hurts anybody. Right? And I think yeah. that, you know, I don't want... And maybe this is, like, pie in the sky shit. Because the last thing that I want now online is, like, fucking 40-year-old white dudes in their basement be like, well, you see, your PS5 has this feature, which means that obviously your PS5 is a hundred times better than your Xbox Charlotte. I'm like, we don't need another console war. We just need everyone to shut the fuck up. So if 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 PlayStation 5 and Philip Spencer can help us with that, then, you know, it's the time. We, we need our heroes now more than ever. More power to them. <laughs> yeah, we need Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get into the final segment of the show. We got a few listener questions. Uh, of course, if you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on Twitter um, at OKBeastNow or email us hello at OKBeast.com and uh, we will feature your question and answer it uh, on the show. So if you want to participate in that way, please, we encourage you uh, right in. Uh, first question comes from Alec Bobko. Uh, Alec asks, pretty simple question. Do you think we will get a glimpse of what the PS5 looks like at the event next week. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I we? think so? Well, because they have like, they've like, well, here's the controller and here's the specs, but you can't see it yet. You know, um, I think we'll see it. I think we'll get a price and I think we'll get a launch date. Dang. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to give a launch date, which they need to, you have to give a price unless they're just like coming holiday 2020. I was like, well, Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like, it seems like there's, they're going to have a lot of people tuning in the way that they phrased it online. You know, it seemed like this is the event 
And to me, if I'm going to like hype it up and make it the event, I'm going to show off the details. You know what I mean? Get pre-orders up in there, all that fun stuff. Um, but our next question comes from Ryan. Wait, what do you think the system will look like, by the way? I think it'll, based on the, based on what the, um, the controller looks like, I think it'll have like excess plastic on it. Like, you know, like, oh, it's got like armor. Cause like the controller like makes it look like, oh, it's like split up and it looks, it's got like armor plates. I feel like there's gonna be some sort of like sleek, all white armor plates with like glow underneath the, underneath like the plastic, like in between kind of like what we have right now. Like there's kind of like when you turn your PlayStation on, like that bottom part, like glows blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like it'll be that, but like all over, you know what I mean? It's just gonna be like balls to the wall, like futuristic. Okay. Hear me out. So you know how everyone makes fun of the fact that the PlayStation 4 sounds like a jet turbine? Yes. <laughs> so close your eyes for me. Hello, uh -huh. I'm the new head of PlayStation 5 development. Now imagine a pure white featureless orb with a jet engine in the bottom. You activate your PlayStation 5 and the power from the heatsink and the fans literally jettisons this featureless white orb into the sky above this container and that is this destiny no is this but, destiny but 3 then, but then <laughs> in the empty space where the orb was sitting that's where you put the controller charger that's the wireless charger area oh wow hear me out yeah see so yeah that's, that's what wild. i think it's gonna look like a white featureless orb brandon what about you um i think it's gonna look like a um a rectangle a small, small refrigerator <laughs> Ooh, I really wanted Brandon to be like, I don't know, man, a rectangle. Next question. <laughs> box, Speaking of the next a, question, a black box. I like Ryan better because I imagine now you open up the fridge and then you put in the disc like in between like two drinks. <laughs> Your you Mountain have. Dew. You close it and then you hear like doo doo playing game. Like I, I want that now more than ever. <laughs> Ryan Offman asks. Would you rather be able to pause time and play video games or do whatever, do whatever really for as long as you want with no repercussions or have the ability to teleport anywhere at any time? Wait, one is I'm pause having... time. One is teleport. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the issue with pausing time. And this is the question that I would pose. No more Ryan. games get made. What do you say? My thing is no more games get made. You're pausing time. Everybody's paused. Like nobody's making games. Eventually you catch up. You got nothing to play, dude. Well, well, teleport. Yeah, like, well, my other question is that do you age in the time stop? No, I don't think so. No. Well, I was saying in theory, if you're stopping time for the world, but you are moving forward, right? Does that apply to things I'm touching? So like, can I, I, I can't play multiplayer games in the time stop, right? Yeah, ooh, I, I don't want to do that. I can't grind to challenger in league in the time stop, right? Um, I can't. um I can't good. Uh, I can't um, do anything like that. So that's off the table. Um, and then also, if I'm aging, I'm not going to give up a year LCS. of my life to beat Witcher Three, bro. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then that's the first question. The second question is is um, or not the second question. The uh, benefit of having teleportation is I teleport to um, countries that have lower taxes, and then I buy the game physically there, teleport back to my home nation. Ah. Or become an I eBay scalper. What do you say? 
become an eBay scalper. Ex- exactly. When, when the I new 3DS launches, you go to all the targets. Five, uh, orb <laughs> factory. I steal a hundred orbs, teleport back into my house. You know, and then we got a looper situation. Or not a looper. Wait, fuck. Mm. What's the name of the um? Fuck. Hayden Christensen. Christensen was the Star guy. Wars? No, yeah, but he was a teleporter guy. It, um, it is looper. Jumper. Isn't it? We had a jumper. No, we had a jumper, jumper situation. Uh, where I'm jumping. There's no way that was Hayden Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christian. Yeah, that's he was the guy. Loop or Anakin? Yeah, Anakin was in the movie Jumper, not Looper. Jumper. That was yeah. oh my gosh. I never realized that was him. It was yeah, it was the Star Wars. I thought it was like a, though? There is a movie called Looper as well, but different movie. That's one's about time. That's what Whoa, uh, that's actually crazy Jason because Gordon Jumper is about teleportation and Looper is about time travel. That's what we're talking about. Wow. Um, but no, yeah. And then here's the other thing is if I want um any games to get made. Right. All I do is I do a jumper inside of Phil Spencer's office and I'm like, hey, Phil, it's me, the ghost of video games future. Put Maneater on Games Past. Ooh, and then I teleport out of there. <laughs> the and then Ian's like, see, told you it was coming. Told you, bro. I, I forced I threatened uh, Phil Spencer at gunpoint after I teleported there. That's why it's a time travel joke that you used time to make the joke better because you said it like 30 minutes ago. But now it's better because more time has passed and you're How'd talking you about time that, travel. Ian? Wow. <laughs> Science. Also, by the way, I realized I've got a $10 coupon on the Epic Game Store, so I might Ooh, grab a Maneater for $30. Except for a, we'll see. I have a really crappy computer, so there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm going to choose teleportation, Ryan. That's the best one, baby. Oh, and then yeah. hear me out also. If you're ever... Okay, stopping time to play games, right? That can be useful in its own right. But imagine, right, in the in the in the apocalypse future, Alex and I are sworn enemies and I'm fighting him and then he goes to punch me. I teleport 10 feet above him and I just do a fucking fucking two two feet down stomp right onto his fucking skull like that. I think the teleportation is wow. way cooler in a this escalated in from eBay scalping to murder. Really I'm, quick. Well, I'm saying time stop. If you stop time, right, you, you can't have to be a murderer. No, no, I'm saying if you stop time, I don't think that logically within the framework of the thing we're doing, I don't think you could kill anybody because they would be stopped in time. Are mm-hmm. we doing like flash time stop or like that, that's another thing. But like with teleportation, you could totally murder somebody. I mean, you can murder somebody without teleportation, too. <laughs> yeah, but it's cooler than people, but it's cooler. And also... Yeah. And also hear me out. If I'm out walking around and I'm walking to my local Jimmy John's or whatever the fuck, and I see two dudes in the parking lot fighting, and then I see dude A go to swing at dude B, and then that dude teleports 10 feet above him like Nightcrawler, and then just fucking full force fucking two-hand <laughs> wrestling moves him, I'm not saying shit to anybody. <laughs> I'm nothing. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, bet. Have a good day. I'm off to get my turkey club. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> like, I think teleportation has many benefits that we're not thinking about. Including looking looking cool. Yes. Which is most important. Yes. Zyger asks, if hypothetically PlayStation doesn't have a system in place to match Xbox's smart delivery, do you think third-party developers will support cross-gen purchases? Uh, similar to Activision in the time between Xbox 360 and PS3, to Xbox One and PS4, Call of Duty and Destiny were crossed by, for example. Obviously, not every third party would, but I feel like companies who want good faith like CD Projekt Red and Ubisoft might allow cross-gen purchases for the first year or so, similar to how EA is handling the next Madden game. If this were to happen, I feel like this would be a bad look on Sony. So if Sony didn't have a smart delivery feature, 
it looked bad. Mm. I think they'll have one. I hope I'm, so. I'm I fairly certain they, there was one on PlayStation Four originally. Like if you bought one. Battlefield, if you bought Battlefield Three on PS3 and like you traded it in by December, you got like some sort of huge discount. Traded on, it like, in a, though. A games. It was it was a GameStop thing. I think. Oh. Uh, like, yeah. Or maybe I, I it wasn't it, a PlayStation thing. I, I think yeah, it, it would GameStop. be it would behoove them. But, but here's the thing, though: is it's so hard to tell. Kind of like what Brandon just said. Like I, he doesn't think that they're going to. And I I earnestly don't know and this is where like my understanding of business kind of fades away where like to me the pr behind having a smart delivery system outweighs the cost of whatever you would eventually lose right because again it keeps people on your platform for longer it satisfies the current customer customers which then gives them more money to invest into different things down the road for you right like if i have a free 60 bucks that i already spent in theory right then i would spend it on another game right um yeah or like maybe it's a situation where like, I don't know, they don't have smart delivery, but if you buy a game twice across the two platforms, they give you like $30 for something else or something. Like I can see them, that might be an easier sort of sell for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I always choose the PR angle because to me, PR is, is something you can't get back, right? A lot of people are smarter than, than companies give them credit for and do not forget things. Um, but, you know... Money's got to make, I mean, companies got to make money apparently in any way they possibly can. So, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. I feel like Sony hasn't really been in touch with, um, with its customers in that regard as, as well as like, as well as like Xbox Microsoft has. Yeah. Um, and the way that I understand um, the smart delivery to work, it seems like it's very seamless. I think if Sony does this at all, it's going to be like, it's all going to be driven by like Ian was saying, Hey, if you bought this, then, and you want to upgrade to the PS five version, then maybe you get some sort of credit or something like that. But I feel like it's going to have some sort of pain in the ass red tape that, or hoops that you have to jump through in order to make it happen. Whereas the Xbox, the Xbox smart delivery seems very seamless to me. Like it sounds like if you purchase this, we're already going to know that it was in your library and you automatically get the other version of it. It makes it sound much easier and, and like really, really intuitive to deal with. Whereas I, I just don't like, if they haven't talked about it already, I feel like, Sony's already missed the the boat unless they've got some kind of system that's going to grossly trump the, the smart delivery. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they would have said something already. Maybe they've got a hot video package. They're going to show off hot vids, you know, <laughs> show me the hot package. God, show <laughs> me the hot bitch, please. We Last must question or war. Please show me the best bitch you have. Sly asks, if you got to name a country, what would you name it? I have my answer. I'm I'm gonna name it. Would you call yours? Can I can I guess yours? Yeah. Van Akistan. Wow, that's actually good. <laughs> Is that good? No, Is that good? I was gonna say I was gonna say, um oh, what was I gonna say? I have it. I just want to make sure I just say it right. I deleted it it's from been your a while. brain. <laughs> It's been a while. Oh, let me it's look at the map. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be um, Kalimdor. 
from uh, World of Warcraft, of what? course. My, oh, okay. my, my states would be Durotar, Thousand Needles, Ashen Vale. You're a you know. You're a gamer. Tenaris. Look at you, nerd, nerd. Freaking Desolus. Welcome to the land of Thunder Desolus. Bluff. Would be the city of Molgor. Thunder yeah, I'm Bluff. All about that. Thunder all about Bluff. Orgrimmar. Oh, Grimmar. Jeez, dude. You're spooky. Ashara. Yeah. That's mine. What's your answer? Uh, Ass Town. Nice. (laughs) Friggin' Ungoro Crater. Um, Is it a country? Friggin' Silithus. They said a country? They said a country or? Yeah, country. Um, I don't even know, bro. Like a whole ass country? I I would um, call it the um, Democratic Republic. No, I don't know. I would I would I would call it like it. it I would want to call it something like that is, symbolizes unity, right? But like whenever I thought of the words just now of the different words I could use, they all sounded very culty. I was like, "Welcome to the nation state of union." And then I'm like, oh, that sounds like someone's going to kidnap me and take my liver out <laughs> when I enter that <laughs> nation. Um, you know, like that's very bad. Um, but yeah, that's the best one I can come up with. The Democratic Republic of Union. The DMU. Um, my country is going to be called Thundera. Ooh, Ooh, fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very oh, fun. Yeah, that's a very that's fun the, name. That's the planet. No, not it, Thundera. Thundera. I'm it's Wait, Thundercats. F U or T H? It's Thundercats. Oh, okay. I was like, if it's T- if it's F U, I'm like, that's cool too. Thundera. That's the planet. That's Thunder, the planet. Thunder, that's Thundercats. Thundercats. I dig it. Oh. oh, dude, I saw this crazy Voltron comic the other day. I almost bought it, but it got bought out from underneath me. Wow. I know, Brandon. You were telling me about like this, those comics auctions. I tuned into mm-hmm. one for my local one. Mm-hmm. They had a Voltron holographic number one. Uh, it, it looked wild. And I was going to buy it for you, but I got outbid. Wow, oh. dude. Wait, at the comic mm-hmm. book store? It's uh, on their Facebook stream. Ah. They're like, here's this rare thing from our collection. It's starting. A, it's, you know, first person to grab it, gets it. And uh, there was a keyboard warrior who was too fast for me. Keyboard warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it, dude. Love to see it. Can I ask you guys, was that our last question, Alexander? It was, it was. Can I ask a question to you guys? Yeah. I have two questions. One's a serious question, one's a joke question. Uh, actually, they're both dumb. Uh, first question is, should I get an Oculus Quest? Yes. How much are they? $3.99. Yeah, that's not what Walmart says, bro. $4.99 if you have the expanded storage version. Walmart says right here, six oh five. Oh, no. Yeah, wait for... Put Wario64 on notifications, and he's been tweeting them out. They've been coming back in stock. I bet. On Amazon and stuff. Got you, got you, got you. That's the first question. Second question is, you know, in these trialing times... That's not a right word, whatever. In these difficult times, I want each of us, before we leave and close the show out, to say one nice thing about each other and one thing that we admire about each other to close out the show. You know, things are difficult. Things are hard right now for everybody. And I want to make sure that we end the show out, obviously having fun. We always have fun, 
but I want to make sure that you guys know that I care about you both. You guys are inspirations in my life. And I truly do hope that you're having a good day. Oh, all right. I'll so. say my nice things. Cool. Ian, you're one of the most caring people that I know. You're very empathetic and uh, you're, you're always there for, for people. You're a good friend. Thank you. Brandon, um, I'm going to say for this, for this time, you, you came into my life when I was, you know, what, 12, 13, around that time, very angsty teenager. Um, you connected with me you, when, when, when I'm sure it was very difficult. You made the effort. You're a great stepdad. A lot of people can't say the same thing. And I love you. Oh. I'll go. I want to go. I want to go to Brandon. Brandon, okay. it's, it's this, and this one's half jokey, <clears throat> half serious. Brandon, it's no surprise that I don't have a very close relationship with my dad. He's a little bit difficult. So it's cool to connect with somebody on the level uh, with something that I have interest in because I thought that was literally impossible for someone who I see as like a father figure. So I greatly appreciate that. And I greatly appreciate you taking interest in both Alex and I, both in the endeavors that we do and the stuff that we like. So. And Alex, I love you, bro. You are like my rock during these crazy ass times. And I appreciate it. You're the fucking man. Aww. Don't let anyone ever put you down, bro. Cause I will go to jail for you. Um, <laughs> been there once, not going back. And those are my two Damn. nice things. Damn. There you go. <laughs> Ian. Yes, dad. You're, you're like the, the mad genius. And you come out with some of the things that I would have never fathomed. And they really make me think about things in a different perspective. And I absolutely love you for that. Thanks, Brandon. Love you. And Alex, your your attention to um, detail and your work ethic um, astounds me at every turn, and I am so incredibly proud to call you my stepson. Yay. Aww. See, I wanted Good to idea. make sure. I, I, dude, again, dude, man, things are so fucking abysmal outside. <laughs> and it, it felt weird, earnestly, like coming into the show today because I was like, man, wow, we really are approaching. Let me look at my notes here. The dark times. So how am I going to talk about video games and make jokes about G Fuel, right? And we were able to do it because I, I care about y'all so much. But I know that, you know, I never want anyone to listen and like think that we're not genuine, that we're not hurting as well, that like, you know, that the outside world doesn't affect us at all. You know, this isn't, I don't know, like I'm not sitting here trying to sell you like, Hi guys, welcome to the OKB's podcast number 169420. Make sure you buy the like G Fuel package flavor that we have today. No, it's that's some bullshit, dude. Like the real world is is cruel and harsh, and I think that I want us as a group, which we already do. I don't need to tell you guys how to do this obviously. Uh, I want us to be kind in its place. So, I just want to say thank you guys for, you know, being partners with me in this thing and I want to say thank you to everybody listening because I don't know. Like we we did this or we do this because, you know, we love talking to each other. But like, I don't know, every time someone says like, oh, man, Ian, that was such a funny joke or, or Brandon, that was like good insight into the situation. You're very level headed or Alex, like, wow, like I didn't think that you could keep Ian and Brandon on track, but you did it um, like that brings me joy that people give a shit. And I think that, you know, the, the letter of the day is E, you know, E for effort, you know, care about other people, put effort forward 
And hopefully that'll be reciprocated once, you know, things, you know, hopefully get a little bit better. So. Well said. Yeah. I, I Thank think you, that's buddy. very poignant. Um, and I'll just close up the show saying, you know, we hope that, that you enjoyed this show. Like Ian said, it's very dark times outside for many different reasons. And, you know, um, but uh, hopefully we can be not a distraction because I think there's there's things that need action in the outside world. And, and you know, you, you don't want to be distracted. You want to be aware of what's going on in, in the current state of affairs. But hopefully that we can bring you joy. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and not a distraction, but joy, you know. And uh, hopefully you Ooh, have a brief sorry. respite you, where you can you, laugh or whatever. Yeah. Before you fully close out the show, though, can I say one more la- like last, last thing? Yeah, yeah. For anyone looking for any form of... Um, understanding or education uh, in regards to things that are happening currently in the black community. Obviously the three of us are all white dudes, so we are not authorities on that sort of stuff. And we don't want to ever not at all speak for people that obviously have their own platform. Thankfully we have so many awesome people that we have met through doing this sort of stuff that we would really recommend that you go and check out. Obviously like a mentor to all of us and a real dear friend of ours, Khalif Adams over at spawn on me, uh, yesterday as of this recording did a panel where he brought on a, uh, different black voices in the game gaming community kind of talk about current affairs and you know things that are happening right now and it was it was not eye-opening but it was refreshing you know it it was empowering to see that and you know we want you guys if you're listening we don't want you guys to think that we're complicit or silent but we are in the situation where we want to make sure that the right voices are heard and we don't want to ever take up space where we're not needed right it's not our it's not our time to sort of occupy the conversation. Try to, want, try to listen and amplify. Exactly. Listen, amplify, and empathize. That's what we want to do. And we want to take action where we can, right? So number one thing is go check out Swan on Me. Go follow them on Twitch. Go follow them on Twitter. Go listen to the podcast. And obviously donate to organizations that you support. Do your research. And please, everyone, stay safe. And that's about it. And we want you to go check out um, other black voices within the gaming community. So go check out uh, Emmett Watkins Jr. Uh, at VGU.TV. Uh, Joseph Hooper at Player Player Podcast, uh, of course, Ka from Spawn on Me, uh, Gabe Patillo over at Married to the Games, Cam Hawkins over at Dual Shockers, Nobshin, the homie from Irrational Passions, and uh, Paris Lily comes to mind from Gamer Tag Radio. There's plenty more, um, but point being, amplify, listen, um, and uh, yeah, those are great video game podcasts. Yeah, and it's obvious, and obvious it goes without saying, Blessing Jr. over at Kind of Funny, go follow our former coworker, <laughs> of course. our guy. Go follow him. He was on the panel with Spawn on me. Uh, so yeah, that goes without saying, obviously. So yeah. Perfect. Well, that's going to be the end of the show this week. This was episode 190 of the OKB's podcast. Guys, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Bye-bye. Take care of yourselves, please. Yeah.